0: since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and the Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster the gadget flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover save and buy awesome products it is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts now let's get on with the show Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. We're back today with another episode of the Meet Our Team series. Today, we're going to be talking to Jeremy Losaw, Director of Engineering here at Inventus Partners. Jeremy, welcome to Art of the Kickstart. Glad to have you here today. Hey, thanks, Roy. Glad to be here. So let's talk today about product development and engineering for crowdfunding campaigns specifically. So to begin with, give us in our audience a little bit of background. Tell us a bit about yourself and what you do here at Inventus Partners.
1: Yeah, sure. Like you mentioned, I'm the director of the director of engineering here at Inventus Partners. So uh, what that means is I get to guide uh, our inventors through all the way from, uh, from um, now sketch through to production. So helping to build all the prototypes, uh, working through the CAD, uh, doing all the hard, you know, uh,
0: deep work it takes to get the, the products to market. So let's start for our audience by defining what product development and engineering are. Give our audience, I guess, a brief explanation of exactly what this is and how it relates to crowdfunding.
1: Yeah, so product engineering is really, you know, the process of making ideas real. So, you know, it involves, especially in the early stages, a lot of prototyping, right? So, you know, typically we're not quite sure every single feature of what the product is going to have, and so we need to really uh, get down into the weeds of, uh, you know, running tests, uh, you know, figuring out materials, figuring out linkages, levers. The electronics we're going to need uh, to get, you know, the desired functionality out of the product. And then as the process evolves, you know, steadily uh, refining and refining until we have a product that we're really comfortable, you know, shopping around to manufacturers and and get it mass produced. Nice.
0: So what does the engineering process at Inventus Partners look like?
1: Yeah, so I think one thing that's really uh, interesting about our process is that it's really collaborative. You know, we work with uh really closely, you know, on the engineering side with the industrial designers. And uh you know, it's really purposeful, you know, in the early stages it's really important for the industrial designers to understand what tech needs to go into the product, and so that's where we really add a lot of value, you know, in the early stages on the engineering side. And then as the product evolves, you know, we're constantly, you know, uh, in tune with those guys, with that team and you know, making sure that as we evolve the the product technically, that it maintains the same design uh, criteria that uh, that team, uh, the goals for the industrial design team had at the beginning. So, you know, it really starts out, you know, with a napkin sketch and and you know, working through those in- initial prototypes, and then you know, again, creating a lot of extra iterative prototypes
0: until we get down into the weeds of CAD and and, and mowing through it that way. Nice. So, if someone wants to design and build a product to launch on Kickstarter, Indiegogo. Where does that process begin? You know, really, it starts with a great idea, right? I mean, I mean, it has to, you know, without
1: that, without a market need, without a great idea, you know, it's, um, we can only help so much, right? So, you know, and, and from there, again, it's really trying to understand, you know, our market and, and building uh, those initial, what we call functional concept models or functional prototypes. You know, these things are often, these prototypes are often too big, too ugly, too heavy, you know, it might be something where you might have an Arduino strapped onto your wrist if you're working on a wearable product, for example. And then, uh, you know, and that's where these things really
0: start. So is building a product for a Kickstarter or Indiegogo campaign different than building a product to launch through more traditional channels or methods?
1: You know, it can be. Obviously, you know, Kickstarter and Indiegogo have a specific demographic. And so sometimes, you know, knowing that up front, uh, it, that made. Drive some design decisions for sure. However, it doesn't have to be. Uh, I think with Kickstarter, and Indiegogo, the focus is getting that initial prototype together and, and creating this this sort of Goldilocks prototype. And what I mean by that it. is doing you know just enough without doing without overdoing it. Right? Like to go to Kickstarter, Indiegogo, you don't necessarily need fully moldable CAD files. You know, you do. But what you do need is a beautiful prototype that prototype that functions uh, in the way that the product is intended. And so, you know, maybe if we're going, if we're not doing Indiegogo or Kickstarter, maybe we take a little extra time in the early stages and be a little more diligent throughout where, as in a crowdfunding campaign product, we might save some of that work until after we know the product
0: has a a viable market and that we for sure are going to, you know, go to mass manufacturing. Got it. So how long should a crowdfunding project creator or any inventor, honestly, expect to spend building the product before they launch? Yeah, that's interesting.
1: I mean, our typical engagement uh, with people that are going to crowdfunding is about four to six months, depending on the complexity of the project. But, you know, it's one of these things where the longer you have with the prototypes, with the product, the longer you work on it, I think the better, to a certain degree, the better it's, it's going to be, right? So I talk to a lot of inventors, you know, through my work uh, here at Inventors Partners and also as a writer for Inventors Digest uh, Magazine. And you know, often some of the, you know, products that look like breakout stars that came out of nowhere have been in development for three, four or five years. So, yeah, it, it can be a long process. But I think, you know, for us, when we have uh, an inventor who has already has some prototypes behind them that and, and uh, an obvious need and, and some de- design criteria, you know, we can help them, you know, within less than half a year to get to
0: their, their campaign. Yeah. So speaking about what happens after the campaign is over, you know, what, what does it typically look like for product development once the campaign's over and hopefully the creator starts to ship the rewards. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hopefully we've all celebrated with a
1: nice beverage, uh, to, to, uh, you know, for a job well done on a great campaign. Uh, but yeah, after that, you know, it's, it's a lot of hard work really, you know, there's a lot of detail engineering that goes into the products after the crowdfunding campaign. You know, like I said, like for us, you know, we've maybe not paid attention to every single tiny detail that we would need before engaging a mold house uh, or manufacturer. And so that's where we really start to get into this. So there's, you know, hours and hours of CAD, more iter- more iterative prototypes, you know, lots of 3D printed parts, you know, maybe even looking into tooling, you know, soft, what we call soft tooling, which would be like making uh, tools out of aluminum instead of steel that are lower cost, but maybe to get an idea of, how the products are really going to, and the pieces are going to act when they get into mass manufacturing. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it can be another, maybe up to even six months after the campaign before we're ready to really hand off the files and the prototypes to the manufacturer.
0: Got it. So if a project creator is looking to work with a product development company, what should they consider when vetting different firms?
1: Yeah. You know, I think that there's a couple of things that I outlined here and it's, um, you know, the people, the pedigree and the capabilities, right? I mean, <laughs> you need to like the people that you're going to work with, right? It's it's um, entrepreneurship and, and product development is hard enough, you know, in and of itself, but it's, it's just, um, it's awful if you don't like the people that <laughs> are helping you to bring the product to life. So, you know, definitely talking to the the engineers, the designers, and the product managers—they're going to be intimately associated with your with your product—is absolutely paramount. And uh, you know, making sure that you like to work with them, that your visions are aligned—you know—that they have, and also that they have the capabilities that they um, that you need. You know, um, if your project is heavily electrical and they don't have electrical staff, you know, that's going to be a red flag, right? Uh, you need to match your uh, product requirements with their capabilities. And, um, yeah, make sure they've done stuff in the past that,
0: uh, is, is um, in the same category, at least as what you're trying to do. Absolutely. So, what can project creators do to help the product development team produce the best possible product? <laughs> yeah, I think
1: the biggest thing for me is <clears throat> that helps us is for inventors to have uh, a really concise and clear uh, design brief. And what that means is just all the criteria. So, you know, if, uh, it could be as as broad as uh, you know a general product description, but the the more detailed it is, the better you know down to like the size of the batteries, uh, you know how long it needs to last, what the life cycle is, what the uh, target price point is, what you feel like the cost of goods needs to be the The more depth of detail you can provide there, the easier it's going to be for us to help you execute on that vision. you know at the end of the day, we are uh, we're service providers and 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 we're your best friend, we're the inventor's best friend. And so we want to help us maximize what we can do to help you
0: uh, having a clear vision is is really important. Absolutely. So what else should crowdfunding creators or inventors know about product development?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, it's product development is, is not like, you know, going into a restaurant asking for a hamburger, you know, something that's been done a, a bunch of times that you can just, you know, add your, your special toppings to and be done. It's, it's really uh, the process of creation, it, and it can be uh, time-consuming, frustrating, uh, but also you know miraculous, interesting, you know, serendipitous, and all the all the great things that go with that. But you know, just to have you know to understand that uh, you know the team, uh, you know, sometimes uh, you know it, it's it's new territory. It's it's things that you know there's going to be some frustration baked into that when you know you're trying to build something that's
0: never been done before. Absolutely. All right, Jeremy, you survived. You've made it to the launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. Good to go? I think we're ready. Let's do this. So if you could meet any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Gary Clegg, the inventor of the Snuggie.
1: Snuggie. That's a (laughs) first. (laughs) I'm kidding. Actually, it would be. I had to think about this one really hard. I think I would go with a, a, a man named Yoshio Tamiya, who was the founder of the Tamiya Model Corporation. Interesting. So what would be your first question? So to me, it's uh, been around for such a long time. I think I would want to know how uh, he adapted his business so successfully over the course of 50 years to keep a relevant product coming through his pipeline. Interesting. So who did you look up to growing up as a kid? Oh boy, it's kind of embarrassing, but I was, uh, you know, I was always uh, into racing when I was young. So race car drivers were definitely uh, first and foremost, you know, the Michael Schumacher's, the the and Earnhardt's
0: of the world. There you go. So what's your favorite invention of all time? Uh, the fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> Solid choice. Uh, any books you'd recommend to
1: our listeners? Sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely uh, six books deep into Harry Potter, and I can't get enough of those. Uh, but <laughs> uh, something maybe more relevant to the crowd, I would recommend, is a book called "Anti-Fragile" by Nassim Taleb. Uh, which is about things that gain from disorder. Uh, lots of interesting uh, information in that book about um, that's uh, sort of tangentially related to product development. But, um, yeah, just a great read.
0: Nice. Uh, what's been one of your favorite project that, projects that you've worked on thus far?
1: Yeah, I really like to work on the uh, connected devices, the Internet of Things types of devices, but if I had to pick uh, one or two, I'd say uh, we had the the Smart Terra connected uh, garden device uh, terrarium last year. Gardening is one of my hobbies, so when uh, IoT
0: meets uh, gardens, I get really excited. Nice. So what's your favorite part of your job in terms of your day to day?
1: Yeah, so I obviously love the team. You know, it's great to work with these guys. This sounds sick, but when we get, when we get, a, get a project where we're pulling all-nighters and really pushing towards a, a goal to get a prototype out, whether for a trade show or, you know, in anticipation of a crowdfunding uh, film shoot, uh, those are the times I really enjoy the most. And obviously getting to work in the shop and all the great tools we have, the 3D printers, the laser cutters, you know, that's uh, the hands-on piece of it is really fun for me. All the toys. All All right. Last question, Jeremy. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? Yeah, you know it's interesting. It's it's hard to say. You know, I I really liked uh, the idea of crowdfunding when you know you could come to Kickstarter with a bowl of potato salad and walk away with a few thousand dollars. You know, I really hope it keeps its grassroots. uh, You know, um, and that you know obviously uh, corporations are getting more heavily involved. They're understanding the value. But yeah, I really hope that it becomes a really you know, open field for inventors to display their products and, and get their ideas out there and, and launch great new businesses.
0: Awesome. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for being on the show today. And thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Backerkit. Jeremy, thanks for joining us on Art of the Kickstart. Thanks, for I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you again next week.